Oh, well, it's another Wednesday, which means it's another day for a podcast, and we are back for episode number 13. You got Rachel here, per the usual, and I got my good friend, Miss Anderson, as well. Hello. How's it going? How's it going? It's going pretty well. Long time no see. Yeah, surviving the coronavirus. Oh, my lord. Oh, my lord. Um, Hopefully, yeah, this, this podcast is finding you all well. I know that this is quite a unique time that we are living in um but find solace in any development that you have had under your belt for the last couple of months and know that this too shall pass it just has to um but it's going to be weird for a while but it is going to become your new normal so you know you talk about like change is inevitable Mm -hmm. it's it's true yeah Yeah, it's true so you either get on board or you fall behind because the way you used to live ain't gonna work right now one i've seen a lot of things about normally when big things happen we don't know it we don't realize how big it was until, until after. after. But this is one of those things that we can feel it's big while yeah. it's happening. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're living through a time that will later be in history books. Like For real, for you, real. You want to be present and aware and, and notice what's going on in your surroundings. so that And be unbelievably grateful. Yeah, so that in 50 years or whatever, when your grandkids are asking you to tell them about the time of the coronavirus, <laughs> you remember what to tell them and you know what actually was happening and not just... Oh, I watched Netflix for 12 hours a day. No crap. That's what I would say, too, actually, um, that you could say, you know, it was it was a scary time at first, but we decided to, you know, make the best with what we could. And for that us, that meant more one on one time that meant building memories that meant like, you know, keeping your mind sharp because you knew that the teachers were going to need help during this time. Mm-hmm. And that was your responsibility to your children as a parent. But we can go on and on and on. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we will have a podcast within a couple of weeks to talk about how this has changed things and um, hopefully add some support to people that feel like they're struggling. And if you are struggling, let's actually talk about that real quick. If you need a place to be, I just want to tell you that I got the highest compliment um, from there's a woman that works in my therapist office that I actually knew years before uh, I went to therapy there. She was my supervisor in a previous job and I just love her to death. She privately messaged me and asked me if she could uh, post in this wellness group that we have going on on Facebook. And she just feels like it's a really great safe space for people, especially with what's happening. So if you need a place to hang out, we have a free, 100% free beginner's guide to wellness group that's happening. It's just all about personal development. It's about how to start your journey, especially at a time like this. If if you feel like, I don't know where to begin, I feel very lost, I feel very confused. Um, I certainly don't have extra funds at the moment to spend on a life coach, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend, but I, I know that people are needing to shift their focus on where that wealth is going. And I understand that, but you've got this podcast, you've got this amazing group. It is just taking a life of its own. So early on, it's not even 30 days old yet. And I, I mean, our group size has doubled and, and there's a lot of vulnerability happening. So make sure to either private message Anderson or myself. If you need an invite to that, you can find us on the Facebook, of course. Facebook. Yeah. What else can people find on Facebook about you? Oh, you can find me at, at Photos with Anderson, also photoswithanderson.com, and my super secret private group on Facebook called Boudoir Photos with Anderson. It is for ladies 18 and older only because it is a safe space for them to share their images if they so choose with other women so that they can inspire each other to to get a boudoir session done, which is really, I've come to find that it's really empowering for women, not only for themselves for self-confidence, but also in their relationships because a lot of women do boudoir shoots for their partners yeah. and it's it's a bonding experience not only during the session while they're doing it by themselves and with me there but when they get to show their partner their images it's it's really exciting to hear hear back from women that have done sessions with me about how 
of, of amazing experience it was with their partner when they showed them their images and how their partner made them feel mm -hmm. showing them images of them of themselves so it's yeah. a great group you should check it I out. I agree I mean I think that partners are unbelievably appreciative when they receive a gift like that um and if you are in a, like a great relationship mm -hmm. then it only deepens your connection mm -hmm. and definitely sparks some interesting conversation for weeks to come fyi mm -hmm. so it's a really good way to add some sizzle to the fire i believe um for a number of different reasons like you said and you are still currently offering sessions and taking oh, all yeah. the precautions because that is a smaller group than 10 people so it is safe yes. yes then i'm making sure that my studio is cleaned and sanitized and um normally boudoir sessions are really just me and the girl that that are is getting the session done so as long as we are both in healthy spirits then it's all good in my book yeah and um i can vouch that jess is doing her part outside of her business to uh i mean we're all we have to alter our lifestyles yes. but we were at the gym minimum for her three days a week and working on cleaner eating and taking immunity boosters mm -hmm. every day um and getting right with our mental health so so uh she's it's not just a surface level like taking a shower washing your hands extra that, that that i just wanted to vouch for that okay so you're gonna feel like you're in safe hands I appreciate yeah that. of course and uh for me we've i still got the good girls guide going i ugh, it's slowing down in terms of like original content but that's because the original content's flooded everywhere else right now it's in the beginner's guide it's on my personal page it's also on my private vip page um it's on my stories nonstop on instagram uh so make sure that you follow us along follow along with us um you know i feel again i'm unbelievably impressed with myself at keeping my cool through this crazy notion no, but i i you're an inspiration oh well that is not what i was looking for i thought you were gonna say me too i thought that's what you were gonna no, say no, no. um but if i didn't have you in my life i would be freaking out a lot more than i am right now oh well i appreciate that because if i didn't have tony my therapist in personal development uh and i would say not even my therapist in this moment but the tools that she's given me that I would be having probably a full-blown anxiety attack this would have been the birth of that for me so okay. Well, and, I mean, this isn't the topic that we decided. Yeah, to talk but it's about okay. Today. That's okay. We can mix it up, <laughs> right? But you know, you talk about how your quarter life crisis really spiraled, or like was what jump started your personal development. Yeah, and it's a lot of people are finding their quarter life crisis right now because all of the things that they had planned for, the coronavirus and everything that has happened because of that, is kind of blowing up their plans, and they right. have no idea where to start from. And so I feel like a lot of uh, the people that are have started personal development have started mind body and soul connections correct not just one this. not just two yes mm -hmm. the whole package right we are all a lot more like a lot chill level-headed a lot calmer a lot like this this sh too shall pass yes like this and is we not... believe that and we believe it it's you not, hear the it's... phrase is cliche yes oh my gosh there's so many people right now that on their facebook stories on facebook Pizza. live are talking about like we shouldn't panic. We shouldn't do these things. But then they're private messaging me or they're texting me and they're like, what do we do? Yeah. The sky is falling. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, believe yes. what you're saying. Believe what you're putting out there yeah. for the, rest of the universe. Which I think is one of the, the hands down number one most important lesson. You better get your notebook out right now. You better just pause this podcast because if you need to know what the secret connection is to personal development, it is that surrendering. Yeah. When women come to me, when people come to me, I have to get out of that habit. Um, but when when people come to me and they're like, I'm doing the thing, I'm praying, I'm eating cleaner, I'm not losing any weight, and I'm at the gym three times a week. Um, you know, I'm still fighting with my spouse, like we're not getting along the way I want to, or I'm outgrowing them and whatever it is. <clears throat> I need to make more money. 
you don't truly believe that you deserve it. You don't mm -hmm. believe it's possible. It's not something that would ever really happen to you because you've been trying so hard all your life. So why now? That's the problem. You want to believe it, but you have that. It's This is to me, it's darker than monkey mind. Mm -hmm. It is like when I think of that thing, it is this thin black line because it wants to not be seen, which is like in their written in letters is like, I'm you still enough. don't believe. Yeah. You still don't believe. You're like, could never happen. Whatever it is to you. And that's the problem. So somebody messaged me yesterday. It was so, or maybe today. It doesn't matter. But so sweet because I had talked about manifestation on mm -hmm. something. And I was like, I know it's hard to believe. You cannot envision finding your dream house, the, the, the money of your dreams, whatever, whatever. But the, that's because it's too big. And you haven't let yourself dream for God knows how long. Because it started as something small, like when you were a child and you were you were singing, and somebody's like, "Don't don't do that," or like, "You don't you know why do you think you sing well?" Something that triggered you to at that moment decide, "I'm never going to be a singer." And it was that small trigger that anytime somebody said something remotely close to that, <clears throat> it smashed your dreams a little bit. So we force ourselves to dream in a box. It needs to be just money to get by being able to afford insurance. Mm -hmm. Those are people's dreams right now, whether they know it or not. You have to freaking throw that tiny little tang out the window because that is not a dream. That That's a right to life. And I know that's hard to believe. And I don't, I don't think that I'm not struggling because I am get, working through my own money stuff, but but I've been making a hell of a lot more progress than I ever had in previous years. But I understand. That's why I need this to, this doesn't need to be like a, you don't know where I'm at. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. You have no idea, even until seven, seven months ago, the, the lifestyle idea that I, or the, the mentality I had about finances and money. Mm -hmm. It was dreadful. It was, it will be one of my biggest lives to date, I promise. And I don't, I say that aside from ego, because people are going to resonate with it and go, I wish you would have told me sooner, but I'm just not ready yet. I'm not ready to be that vulnerable yet, but it's shitty. Okay. So you need to smash that basic lifestyle of necessity and set aside and go, my dreams are to be 100% debt free. And that's scary because I got more than 20,000, right? Mm -hmm. That that's a real dream. That's not paying interest loans or pay, paying the bare minimum just to get by it's to be debt free it's to ask your company to pay for one of your cars because you look at it kind of as a luxury and right now you can't you cannot justify spending that kind of money on a car but it would be your dream car or planning to take four trips a year one for your family one with you and your partner one for you and your best friends and one for your spouse because you want to treat them nice that you whatever whatever it is like mm -hmm. this stuff is not it's it's not impossible and not even in this day and age of what's what's happening would lifestyle change yes but could you <clears throat> take three weeks off of a month if you did the right profession yes but you have to believe it and that problem is that connection right there it is i really want to but there's no effing way i've done nothing in my life that says that i could so you got to step outside that box and start following people that already have Mm -hmm. and it works better if you follow people like when they so famous yet and when they don't have the six-figure income because that's when it's believable because it's accurate mm -hmm. and genuine and factual and you watch the come up and mm -hmm. then you're like okay so if i if they can do it why can't i exactly mm -hmm. i feel that way about you a lot <laughs> well yeah because when we first got together mm -hmm. i was 
I don't even know what I would describe it. Like, I think that I was just happier in my life. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of able to, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. You just had this, like, happiness. Like, it was. You had a happiness. You had a glow. And I was in such a shitty part of my life that I literally was just like, I want what she has. And, like, why why is she able to have that and I'm not? And so. Well, we talked about it on a previ- previous podcast. I think that the connection for a lot of women, is it's not the... Why does she have it? It's like you said, it's I want what she has. Yeah, I want what she has. And I can, and it's, and it's it out of a, it seems like I want, I'm oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's just, I want what she has. And at that point in time, I was just like, and there's no reason why I can't have it. Like, I truly believed if she can have it, so can I. And so it's not the, I'm jealous and I want everything right. that you Why have. does she have? She doesn't deserve it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's, we are both deserving. Yeah. Uh, and it was more so, I am deserving as well. Yeah. I, I never, I never doubted that you didn't deserve it. I was stuck in the mentality of doubting that I did. That was and powerful. And so when, I don't, it was that party, it was Maddie's party that year that I was in such a depressive mode that I finally just, I saw you and I saw your energy and, and how happy you truly were. And I was just like, I deserve that too. Mm. And it clicked. And yeah, then, that that's another key point to me, in my opinion, because it's <clears throat> this belief that you have to get past that there's not enough. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Because you're, you might be struggling right now, again, in whatever mental space, money, relationship. But because what I have, what I have does not mean you can't as well. And that, I think this is most powerful with money because people think money is limited. It's really not. And it's nothing more than we give the power to it. It's a piece of paper that we don't even use anymore. It's electronic code in a computer now. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's just the mentality so much so is if this person is succeeding that means that somebody else has to fail correct so so there's a lot of people that subconsciously are afraid to succeed because they don't want somebody else to fail when they have to get out of that there is enough to go around like for example for me being a photographer like the market is so saturated with photographers it's ridiculous yeah every every day there's new photographers that pop up I'm in so many local groups for photographers that have thousands of people in them. And I, a year ago, would have been like, oh, well, I can't succeed because that means that all of them will fail. And somebody, another business woman um, approached me about it and she just kept saying, she was just like, she's like, wow, you, you're in such a good profession because it's your passion and you believe it in it and you put your heart into it. And she's like, and there are hundreds of thousands of people in Nebraska. Do you know how many people like how many clients you could have even if there were 10,000 photographers do you know how many clients are out there for you who did you say said this um it was your neighbor it was amy yeah she i don't remember the verbiage but she broke it down for me and she's just yeah like, so she just made it understandable yeah, that there's that enough there's, to go even in just a so state much money that's so, so yeah. smart so it, it really did she made me stop and whatever i don't remember how verbatim what she said but, but she eliminated the doubt she, for you. she did and she eliminated the there's not enough to go around to everybody because if you I don't even know how many people are in Lincoln like ballpark a hundred thousand uh, no it's like a two two fifty two seventy five oh, I think twice as much as I thought yeah so plus then you factor in all the college students and I'm sure that yeah yeah but so if you think about okay well I want to eventually get to a place where I am am able to charge more than what I am now yeah so I have to start targeting the higher income bracket. In, in Lincoln, but still, that's like 50%. Because Lincoln is a wealthy city when you look at it. I, I don't believe that we're like a 1% city like New, New York City is, where only 1% of the, the population is wealthy. Like, everyone in Lincoln, like, it's, in my mind, it's 50-50. Like, 
50% are low income, 50% are like higher, high, higher like middle higher, class, middle class or higher. Yes. Um, and so I want to get to that top percent so that and I, I would charge more. And I would say that you have a pretty good insight because you did work for the city for a while. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Um, so yeah. So if there's 200,000 people, then okay. Then I have a hundred thousand people that that's, that's the target market that I want to get to. Mm-hmm. Half of them are underage people that I'm not going to try and get money from. So then I'm left with 50,000 people. Okay, cool. Well, if there's 10,000 photographers in Lincoln, that's still 5,000 people that I, 5,000 clients that mm-hmm. I can go out and target for. So in my head, I'm like, if I could do a thousand clients in yeah, one yeah. year, do you, I would be so busy. Yeah. So like it's the breaking, it's breaking it down. It's reverse engineering it. However you need to is you, you set your goals and then you figure out like you have to sit down and make it realistic. Find out the numbers of your city, find out the medium income, find out what you can just charge, for, peace you, <laughs> for, peace, for peace of mind, for peace of mind. Cause then it eliminates doubt. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I'm, smart. I'm definitely a type of person that if I look at how many photographer, just at how many photographers are in my area, I would have broke, freaked out, broken down, and just been like, I'm not even yeah, going to yeah. try because it's intimidating. Look at all this competition. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But when you look, when you stop focusing on the competition aspect and you start focusing on the opportunity you know what? Aspect, you know what that is? That's just a... Uh, it's personal development. Well, number one, but I'm talking about in the business aspect. What, when you got to focus, I mean, like when they talk about focus on yourself, focus on your own oh, yeah. business, like, because that's comparison. It is. And that's the thief of all joy for number one. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> you cannot compare, especially in a business like that. Oh, yeah. Everybody's structure is totally different. Oh, well, and it's it, it has blown my mind constantly that I have a mentor, a photography mentor right now, that her name's Alexis I was just going to say, let's just tell us. Yeah. Alexis. Her name's Alexis Logan. You should check her out. She's an amazing photographer. She specializes in weddings and boudoir. I think she's awesome. But not only do I sublet my this her studio... She has taken time out of her business, out of her day, out of her life to teach me things and has really, truly become my mentor. And like I posted some photos that I took yesterday and she was one of the first people to message me and be like, oh, my God, those look so good. You're doing so great. You know, here's here's another little tip to make it even better. But, you know, keep up the great work. And I literally like almost started bawling my eyes out. And that's like that's like rule number four in personal development is find a mentor. Yes. And somebody that loves what you do as much as you you do. <laughs> yeah. But my monkey mind for the longest time was yeah. I can't reach out to her and ask her these questions because I can't admit to another photographer that I don't know the things that I should know about my business. And then when we got to talking and in, in, in person, she was just, I, I was just like, I'm so thankful that I have someone so willing to help me out. Ah. And she was just like, well, hopefully one day you'll repay the favor to the next right. customer because I, there's so many, there's so many people out there yeah. that want to pursue their dreams, but they need help. Yeah. And yeah. Again, she's in the, we're not competition per se because we're in a different class of photography, but even last, even last night, she messaged me while we were having our, our birthday celebration for our friend, Brittany, she messaged me and said that she had a client who was looking for boudoir photography, but she, Alexis was, was outside of her budget price range wise. And so she asked if she could send her my information and within two hours of Alexis messaging me that I had booked that client and like had and so I'm, I'm that just, was yesterday by the way that was yesterday in midst of COVID yes in midst of COVID in midst of trying to have a social life and trying to run my bit it's possible you mm. have to you have to just surrender to the idea of you're not the center of the of the world you're right that not everyone is out to get you so all this competition you think that you have 
might not even be in the same realm because out of those 10,000 photographers that might be in the Lincoln Omaha area, maybe only a thousand of them are even portrait photographers. There's so many different types of photography out there. There's some that are just corporate photographers that just do like office buildings and stuff. There's real estate photographers that just do like architecture and houses and things like that there's solely wedding photographers that don't do anything outside of yeah, weddings yeah. there's weird solely... things like dog shows yes, and dog shows and yeah. newborn photography like there's so you many... could you could do anything yes yeah. so if you're stuck in whatever field you're in and you're intimidated by the number of people in your profession break it down look at where what your specialty is what your focus is and find out if, if you need to find out how many people out of that mass number that large number are actually in your specialty because then it'll make it less intimidating because mm -hmm. out of 10,000 photographers how many photographers in Lincoln actually do boudoir yeah. you know you, if you break it down out of 10,000 photographers it might be less than 500 yeah and even out of those 500 how many of those are actually working their business because then that number is going to drop from 500 down to 10 and so it's it becomes, 10 seems a little less intimidating than, than 10, a thousand yeah, yeah exactly so mm -hmm. you just have to Focus on yourself, focus on working your business, reach out to when you when you need to and ask questions from others and find those people that are willing to give that information, but then in turn, repay the favor. If Correct. somebody ever approaches you or asks you a question, don't be afraid to share information because again, they're not your direct competition. Right, right. There's enough to go around. I love that Alexa said that to you about that hopefully you'll return the favor because I... I've had a lot of women reaching out to me to do one-on-ones lately mm -hmm. that are outside my organization. And I would have said, I think probably even six months ago, like I would have been hesitant to do it because of my time. Yeah. And I don't think that there's anything to feel guilty about that your time should be productive. But I think that like my number one shift has been the more you give, the more you'll get. Mm -hmm. And because I truly believe in it. And and I, I think that for some people, that's why it's hard to do so because you think it's going to take time or money. And sometimes it might. But when you surround yourself with other people that are looking for the same support, it you just don't, you'll never know until it happens. Like with, it's a very easy example. Like if you are meeting one-on-one -on -one with somebody, but you guys have zero interest or need to do business with each other at this moment, but you can coach each other. Like, here's what I've been finding successful. And here's what I really admire about you. And do you mind sharing with me how you got there, what you did that will resonate because maybe at the very next day, she's going to meet somebody that needs to have a session for photography yeah. or look for health and wellness mm -hmm. in their life, whatever it is. And that's, that's how it happens. That's literally just networking. That yeah, is, it is literally just networking, but people think networking, they think like business lunches and oh, exchanging yeah. uh, business cards, which I think is even what I kind of thought was going to happen. Um, and I, that was why I never wanted to pursue it as much because I was like, it just sounds exhausting. Just like going to pitch yourself, like buy my product, whatever, whatever, but it's not what it is. It's, if creating relationships, it's creating relationships. Yes. So you meet together like, okay, Anderson. So, um, tell me about your business because what kind of client could I refer to you mm -hmm. that came my way? That is what networking is. Oh, yeah. And that way, not only is it less intimidating that way because you said you're creating a relationship, but then the intention is clear. You both know it's not that I'm walking away from this with a sale. It's because I need to make a friend. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, less pressure about the meetup itself. Yes. Yeah. And I actually have an example from, but I don't want to say her name wrong because, you know, um, her last name trips me up sometimes, but I had a networking. I went to that. It was a personal development networking group that you invited Growing me to. Growing with purpose. Growing with purpose. Mm -hmm. um, 
And that was a little bit more intimidating for me. Like, I wasn't nervous going, which was exciting to me because I'm getting over my fear of trying new things. Yeah. But it was different because I had never been to a personal development networking group. Right. So I didn't know what to expect. Right. But we still got to talk to the ladies that sat at our table. And I was intentional about sitting at a table that I didn't know anyone Mm -hmm. so that I could introduce myself to a new group of women. And then we decided to, we each paired up and and scheduled one-on-ones with our, our new friend so that we could learn more about their business. So it was still networking. And I met with this woman that I had never met before, and she had a business that's completely different than mine. But her name is uh, name is Renee Sabatka. Mm. Um, but she she does a business that is basically creating websites and creating apps for small businesses. And so we're having we sat down and we had this this networking thing. And I honestly went into it thinking, oh, she's gonna try and sell me on building a website for my business, my photography business, but I already have a website, so I don't need one. Mm -hmm. But I still went and had the meeting and it was great because by the end of it, I was brainstorming all these businesses that she hadn't even thought about approaching for her own business for, for places here in Lincoln that I think would be great that, that would benefit from having an app for their customers so that they could be better contact their, whatever they could sell things to their clients better. Um, and then on the flip side of it, she was just like, she was just like, I love seeing that light bulb go off in your head that you have a new idea. And she's like, please don't let that stop. If you leave here and you think of something, just reach out to me, let me know. And I have a couple of times like sent her like, Oh, I just thought of this. I just thought of that. Um, but she, on the flip side, she was just like, if any of my clients need a photographer for their website or anything, she's like, I'm going to recommend you. And on the, which was exciting and new is that she built our friend, our chiropractor friend, Molly asked if I was the one that took Molly's um, lifestyle headshots and I was. So she had already seen my photography work and could very easily recommend me to future clients of hers. So it was a, not symbiotic, but something there's just a universe moment. It was a universe moment, but it was, what's the, the relationship where it's equal on both sides? I don't, I don't know. It's equal on both sides. Yeah. You give, you give and take. There's a, there's a scientific word for it. I don't remember what it is. I'm not a scientist, but it's, it's very nice to have those, those professional relationships where I honestly don't know much about Renee's family, like family life or anything like that, but I know a lot about her business and I know that she's passionate about it and she wants to help other small businesses succeed by providing these tools to them. So if I see other small businesses that I want to see succeed as well, I'm going to recommend her to them. Right. And so it's just, it's like finding a business top five. It is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And then you never know. I think one of the, the most important things I had ever heard just recently about why it's important to network and stay in touch with people is because what happens in six months if they have a major lifestyle mm-hmm. change, whether that's like a, a personal thing that you want to make sure that you are able to stay in touch and say, oh my gosh, like, would just be genuine and follow up and say, how are you? Can I do anything for you? And that person would know you meant it. But also on professional levels, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people are going through some changes right now. Yeah. So just something to think about. That's again, that if you're in a position to be able to give in moments like that, why the F wouldn't you? If you, if you can, right? And I truly believe that that, more, that comes more so in the education process mm-hmm. than handouts. Yeah. I agree. Lead a horse to water. Yeah. Lead a horse to water and then it'll remember where, who helped it out <laughs> in the long run. <laughs> He'll buy a saddle from you later. Exactly. So... This, uh, that was a really nice segue, honestly, into the topic that we were going to talk about. So just so you know, we just 
wasted a half hour. Not wait, I don't want to say wasted. wasted. We just that this is we, our we squirrel moment for a half hour. That, that all of that was not planned. <laughs> <laughs> this was true conversation that Rachel and I have. That was a completely organic thing on a daily basis. Yep. Um, but one thing that you did say, which I think will kind of help uh, tr- us transition into this. By the way, like what we're talking about, I'm right now reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. I'm also reading two other books at the same time because i i'm such a fucking nerd okay anyway um i highly recommend that especially if you're struggling financially right now um but this particular situation as we'd mentioned at the beginning i think that number one you have to remember how much support your teachers are going to need for your kids i mean i've seen so many amazing posts from teachers talking about how they just miss their kids so much and they just hope that everybody's okay in terms of like adjustments and things like that and i had multiple teachers just say like feel free to reach out if there's anything that you feel like we could do um even if you're not my student kinds of things so um love and support those teachers they are going through something as well right now just with the rest of us and kind of on a whole nother level i think and they have to completely adjust in the moment to how they're gonna reach their children Mm -hmm. but this also gives i think parents an incredibly unique opportunity the, yes. And the reason I bring up Rich Dad, Poor Dad is because that's exactly what the premise of the story is. It feels like it's borderline nonfiction or maybe just based on a true story, but I have no idea. I haven't looked at it yet. Um, but it's basically like this this kid has a dad, his biological father, who is educated, like went to school. And that's just a delivery if you heard the doorbell. Uh, nothing new. So um, his dad is like in the rat race you know works a nine to five whatever whatever but isn't very financially free or successful and like openly admits that and just says like if you're looking to make money i would recommend following mikey's dad dad he like his banker is always raving about him or whatever so he starts taking these lessons from him who doesn't really say that he's college educated uh, but it just basically to me like i don't want to it's not knocking on formal education but it's like it's not only self-taught but it's applied is mm-hmm. what it is and this is stuff that is like you wish you would have learned in school kinds of things how to manage your money where does money ebb and flow what do you need to know about investing and i don't mean just like stocks and bonds like in terms of your asset versus your losses like this i have like literally like been like putting on my makeup and just sat up and go oh my god yeah because it was like the way that i needed money in numbers to be explained to me mm-hmm. and uh, there's this whole new um, theory that I'm running on is that if an eight-year-old can't understand it, you probably need to find a better way to explain it. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I'm like, that's it. That's it. Like, why are we not teaching your children this? So why why I say that is because um, I think that traditional schooling is, it's funny if you kind of dig into the history of it. It's, it's similar to a lot of other things that haven't, dare I say, archaic. Mm-hmm. And not a, I, I, you, not about. Te- I was a teachers. I, I mean, that doesn't change who teachers are. They want to teach. They want to guide. It doesn't necessarily mean that then maybe they even fully believe in the philosophy of the way children are taught. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, and let's be real. A lot of our teachers are not happy with the way that the structures of the school are already are they know that it's an uphill battle to change anything so they're just going along they're doing the best they can with what they have and they want to make sure that those kids i mean and what better like what better person to teach your children that has that intention yes um so bravo bravo teachers and educators um so i think parents have a unique opportunity because while while i was i'm like how divine that I'm listening to this book in the midst of when schools cancel for the rest of the year. <laughs> School cancel for the rest of the year, which means I will have three full-time children 
24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's not that extreme because two of my children, um, you know, are in split family households, but is it, is that's a, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot when I run two businesses, three businesses from home. So um, I, but again, we go back to this moment. I did not freak out for a freaking second and it felt so good. And part of that is 100% my husband. He every day puts a schedule up for the children and I, every day I know it's like day three but it's routine for them. Mm-hmm. It was a conversation had Sunday. You're not going back to school tomorrow, but we need you to know that it's not summertime. You know, part of the responsibility we have is to keep your mind sharp. It's to keep you from turning into a lazy bag of potatoes. Um, it will not be streaming 12 hours. You will be lucky to have an hour a day, but you will have reading time. You'll be exercising and you might not like it yet, but it will become your new routine. And we're going to do everything we can to make this as normal as possible. But that word doesn't exist for us. It's time for us to shift it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, now I, I mean, in addition to their, I mean, th- it's not going to be as time constraining for them, in my opinion, I don't think, for mm-hmm. the, the schooling aspect, because they're going to be doing it remotely now. So that means parents, you have time management to run business, work from home, whatever you got to do. And then teach your children the things they need to know. Talk to them about the hard conversations about sex and relationships and respect and vulnerability and emotion. And listen, if you need help in this department, keep following this podcast and then reach out to me and Anderson as well. Okay. And get in the beginner's guide. Oh man, we should be writing these topics down and be covering in there as well. Yeah. But but have those hard conversations. Have those hard conversations. If you have seen, like I have a lot of friends or adult friends that have seniors in high school right now that are freaking out because their seniors are missing out on their senior year. But I'm like, but do you remember all those things that you wish you would have been taught before you went to college? Mm-hmm. Start teaching mm-hmm. your kids those things. Start talking to them about credit cards. Start talking credit to them about cards. Taxes, taxes. Start talking to them about oil changes and car maintenance if they have never experienced yeah. that kind of stuff. Like Deep cleaning your house. Yes. Why you have to scrub your toilet and hard yes. water stains and changing the air filter oh, in the yeah, house. Yes. Start teaching them these things now. These are things, th- everything I've mentioned so far, I had I did not know. Oh, didn't know. Didn't I didn't know. know how to do laundry. My mom, I remember. I didn't I, really know how to do it either. I remember distinctly one time when I was in high school, my mom was just like, oh, I need you to go switch out the laundry and put the new load in. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And she was just like, yes, you do. Go do it. And so I went down there and I tried to figure it out. And it, this was pre like having smartphones. So I couldn't just Google it on my sure. phone. And we had dial up so I couldn't get it on the computer. And wouldn't um, think to anyway. Yeah, no. And so I like just threw in I literally just threw in this big clump of clothes into our washer threw in some soap which was way too much mm-hmm. but I didn't unfold the socks so my brother who had sand in all of his socks all of that sand went around in the washing machine yep. and then in the dryer yep. because I just threw it in the dryer and I just remember that nobody said she taught my sister how to do it and just assumed I knew, and assumed that I knew how to do it yeah and I was smart enough to read the bottle and kind of figure it out on my own but I still didn't know all these little things yeah. tips and tricks so this is the time, if you're going to be stuck at home with your kids, mm-hmm. start teaching your your middle school children, your high school children, how to do these things that you wish you would have known before you went to college. Yeah. Before and that's, you went to the real world. Don't, don't, I don't think you need to pressure yourself with like, I and I might get a bunch of backlash, but I don't think you need to pressure yourself on the scholastic part of it. No. In my opinion, yes, you should probably have them doing like math worksheets and absolutely mm-hmm. have them reading every day. Yes. But 
in my opinion, if they don't know about every previous Civil War battle that happened millennia, what feels like millennia ago, that has zero impact on where we are today, except as an argument over political status, (laughs) then have a conversation with them about where they should put their money and what what the difference between a credit union is and a bank is and what a high interest loan versus a low interest loan and And if you don't mortgages versus rent. It's okay if you don't. It's okay if you don't. But you better learn. go read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I I'll make you rich but or someone, whatever that's called. Learn with your kids. Be, yeah, yeah. Be transparent with. There's your no kids. reason to say you don't know, or, or I mean, they, shame. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, no yeah. shame telling your kids that you don't know these things. And when they're like, "Well, why are we learning this if you don't know this?" Be like, "You're learning this we're because together. I did it. Yeah, yeah, because I nobody ever taught me this, so I'm going to teach you this. Like, we're well, going to learn together. Yeah, that's what I say. I would say that too. I don't know, and I think it'd be great for us to learn together. I think. I mean, what I have to constantly remind my son because he gets to be so hard on himself about just weird stuff sometimes um but it's like like at school it's like if you don't know it that is your time to ask you don't need to feel insecure i'm sure you do like you you don't want to raise your hand you decide and understand what you said because that makes you feel stupid or silly and you maybe you think everybody else around you getting it but you're not that's the reason you're in school Mm -hmm. okay if you knew it all they would have given you your diploma so don't feel silly or shameful to have to ask those questions and it's a constant reminder by the way Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't happen overnight and peer pressure and those kinds of things. And other children going like, yeah, and all that. Because some people are conditioned to do those things. So you just have to prep your kids for those things, um, in my opinion. But yeah, so learn it together, but make it fun. You know, like um, I, there's, I, there's several ways that you can show your children how to do things. I don't think that you should tell them. I think you should show them. Yes. And I think that um, the more lighthearted you are with each chore, the better off you'll be because then again you're planting the seed that it's on chore number one it's taking care of like doing the dishes right like if we're laughing or we're playing music or whatever that's intentional because mm-hmm. when they go to do it as an adult it will not feel like a chore and i think that's so important because my parents didn't do any of that for me so i felt like it was all work exactly all of it was work and it. i had such a piss poor attitude I said it right. Yep. Yeah. I had such a, a terrible attitude about everything in life, but let alone taking care of a house. So if you can imagine how immature and entitled I was in a job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes me so thankful, honestly, that you said that. It makes me so happy that Brett has, has a couple of times with Mason, who is about to turn eight. Um, we're starting to have him take out the recycling because we have like a bin outside that we can dump it in. Yep. Um, and we're asking him to take out the trash and we're asking him to help sweep up the kitty litter that gets spread everywhere. Yep. And there's been a couple of times where Mason's thrown an attitude and he's like, but why do I have to do this? Like, well, I don't want to do this. And Brett is Cold very, to a t. very open about or very loud about the fact that he's like, we all live here. We all have to take care of the house. Mm-hmm. We, all have, we all have to help clean up. Or else we're going to live in a dumpster or a pigsty and we, nobody wants that. So if you want nice things, you want clean things, you don't like a smelly bathroom, you're going to help with these things. Yeah. So, and the last couple of times that I've asked Mason to take out the recycling before Brett even gets home, Mason doesn't even think twice about it. He's just like, right. okay. Yeah. It's, it's 21 days makes a habit. It does. And 90 days makes a lifestyle change. That was yoga this morning. I don't even want to finish it. I mean, it's about everything. You heard him talking about yeah. reading. It was reading. <laughs> yeah. What if to write a summary about it? You don't have to like it. But that is my job as your parent is to 
help prepare you and you will remember and then what did i say almost immediately after because he put his toes in the refrigerator and i was like don't put your grody feet in the refrigerator i was like yeah. oh my god oh my dad yeah. like so in the exact same breath so uh yeah so that will happen okay but whoo i i just that's i think again like i said to me that's part of why i feel so chills because i truly believe that this for me i'm gift i'm being gifted with an opportunity um, I know that a lot of, especially for moms, might be stressing right now because you probably, for some of you, probably dreamed of being a stay-at-home mom, but not like this. Not like this. You, we all have that dream of being a stay-at-home mom with a nanny and with a personal yoga. Oh, I don't even think about a nanny, but I just think about like not working. Oh yeah, for but an like, income because yes, that's a job. Yes. <laughs> but like. I, I've never just been like, oh, I want to stay home and homeschool my kids. Like, no, I want to be a stay-home mom, but I want my kids out of the house. <laughs> like, yeah, which oh is God. important. I just want to stay home and somebody take care of my bills. But mm -hmm. I am excited about the opportunity to create structure yeah. and create stability and routine. A mindset. For the kids. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that because we have, you know, we need, Brett needs to sit down with his ex-wife and figure out this custody stuff um, because... It, it's changing like it to me it, it it's not a bad thing if it changes our custody agreement because of the schools closing down because she still needs to work his ex-wife does he still needs to work i still need to work and none of us really feel comfortable about sending the kids to daycare right now because the whole point of school being closed down is to limit exposure to other right. people so we're trying to practice social distancing but we just we need to figure out a good schedule for the kids that's going to keep them some some re resemblance of normalcy when it comes to the school day. Like, I don't think that we have to, again, get down to the hour or the minute of having a bell go off and be like, okay, now it's time for social studies. Like, no, but you're not going to sit at home and watch Netflix all day. Well, like, I don't even think, gonna... honestly, it doesn't have to have the resemblance. It can, but I, I think what you said first, it's, it's structure in general. Children yeah. just need that. They and need they thrive on a schedule. They do, and a routine. Yes. And in a time where nothing is certain for us right now as adults with everything being up in the air because we're all living through a new thing. Nobody's experienced this before, so nobody knows what to expect 100%. We can assume, but we have to be okay to go with the flow. Our kids don't need that stress and that anxiety. They need they need to see how we handle things in a stressful situation, Yeah. but they need a little bit of structure. They need a little bit of, of hand, like hand-holding in the sense of, we're going to get through this together. Yeah. But I just think that, that that's, it's really more for you anyway. Like it'll trickle down into your children, but de-stress okay. yourself every I night. Oh, God. I mean, I, uh, listen, I hope that people just start flooding my inbox with like meditation suggestions and, or like, re I'm sorry, asking for recommendations because that's what y'all are going to need. Okay. Like that's something you can do from your phone with your headphones in you can find a myriad of different re ways to do it. You can topics guided, like, come on. But if you are having trouble sleeping at night, that is where you need to start tapping into. I want to say just spirituality. Like, I think that that is also part of your mental and physical well-being. But mm -hmm. it's going to start opening your third eye, you hippies. Well, and for all those moms that are, are feel like they're going to drown in this, I am not a to-do list person. I'm really not. I'm not somebody who likes to list out every single thing, every task that needs to be done and mark them off. But I am evolving. And I have started to find joy in the crossing things off the list and clarity in not having everything scrambled circling around swirling in my head and every five minutes i have to keep repeating the list so i don't forget anything because then that just fuels my anxiety so i've been doing what rachel calls brain dumping and just grabbing a, a 
a piece of recycled paper, recyclable paper, mm -hmm. and writing out everything that I'm thinking and all of my thoughts and all of my worries and anxieties and to-do list things. And then if it is an actionable task, something that needs to get done, then you have a list that you can go through and you can just get, you can start getting things done. And the feeling of crossing things off your list is amazing. Mm -hmm. But I will note that if you are not normally a list person, you have to have that list out where you can see it and not just brain dump once and then throw it away. You need to daily brain dump and yeah. daily prioritize what needs to get done first. Because obviously, like, if you're out of groceries, grocery shopping needs to be a priority or, or refilling your pantry somehow needs to be a priority versus laundry because laundry can wait till tomorrow. You can wear dirty clothes for one day, but your kids going without food is is more important, I guess. Yeah. To not have that. It'd be a really good time to read Eat That Frog right now if you've never read that by Brain Tracy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is funny that you say the thing about the brain dump because I just was doing the exact same thing you talked about earlier in this podcast about reverse engineering because brain dump is step number one to getting more organized, FYI. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No things I didn't know. Yeah. So it is, that's, I mean, it's, what is it? It's a juvenile to do list. It is. Right? It's a baby teenager to do list uh, because it's just a list of. <laughs> crap and i started off like doing mine weekly because i couldn't even handle a day-to-day -day one yeah uh so that's and then it, for me then it became checking it off i'm like oh, okay nice i like seeing all of the lines gone at the end of a day or week or whatever it is um but then that navigates to an actual to-do list which then translates into a more detailed calendar which flips over to a surface pro so you can carry an electronic calendar that connects to your family mm -hmm. every effing week oh yeah so you're getting there <laughs> I'm getting i'm getting there i do i mean i it makes you more productive it does it makes you more productive i feel like i'm not forgetting things as much because that was something that i felt like all the time is that i was just forgetting to do i would commit to doing something and then not write it down anywhere yep so it would just slip my mind yep. and, and i was constantly having to apologize to people for not making them a priority so i feel like i do that less um it still happens because i'm human accidents happen but I feel like brain dumping really helps me translate what's going on in my head. Because I don't feel like I have as much anxiety anymore. Yeah. But, but I do feel overwhelmed yep. some days because yep. my brain is just so loud. And that's so, it's hard to explain to people that don't understand anxiety and, and the thought process. Because my anxiety translates to overthinking at a million miles a minute. That's exactly what it is. I can feel my brain working. I can like, but you're not listening. But I'm not listening to it. And I don't, and I don't know how to tune in to hear it. But it's still running in the but background. It's still running. Yeah. And so then it's like, I'm missing things because I can't hear what I'm supposed to be hearing and blah 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 blah. Anyways, but so now it's I don't feel that anxiety. Where does that lead, by the way? Oh, depression and overeating and paralysis through paralysis analysis. Paralysis through analysis. Yeah. But now it's because with me, like anxiety really did trigger bodily reactions. Like oh yeah. Higher blood pressure, right, that's like higher anxiety. Yes. Cause it starts with discomfort yeah. and it gets there. Yes. Yeah. So now I feel like I know how to slow my brain down. I know how to brain dump. I know how to get the thoughts out. So I don't feel like I'm missing anything, mm -hmm. but now it's the, how do I feel like overwhelmed because of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Like I'm still paralysis by analysis. Sometimes I'm still, fear-based yeah but three of the five monsters are gone yes yeah and so it's it's progress and yeah giving yourself grace and and allowing yourself to have those moments of of oh crap i'm 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 seeking better slipping back to old ways but you're aware of it so now you can change the behavior and you can reach out and tell people that you're doing that and you know they're not going to like shame you they're going to go what can i do right 
exactly but then for example like this last week like i feel like i've been slipping back into old habits of not talking to people not sharing with you what's going on through my head but it's i don't know do you know that my husband already knows that oh yeah i already know (laughs) i know tony is just it's fine tony knows everything like tony is just very in tune with his self and so he's very well no i'm just saying that i was like anderson's pulling away from me and he was like oh you better talk to her about that i'm like oh i'm going to oh yeah but it's i didn't i don't know how to sometimes say it out loud to myself even so, no, and then sometimes you go, well, I just want to be alone right now. And I'm like, that's not what it is. No, but yeah, but I, I, I worry is not the right word. Right now, I am a little scared for some of my mom friends who I know have a lot on their plate. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how to share with them my personal development journey to train because it's like it's one of those things like how do you tell someone they need therapy you don't like well, they, you they can't. have you, you can't because they won't want it exactly but it's how do you how do you reach out to somebody that you don't have a good relationship like you have a social media relationship with but you know that they have a lot on their plate and i have like a savior complex like I oh love- what are you talking about i just straight up message message them really yeah like i i mean i don't just say like hey hot mess express okay. i say like it's been it's like something like it's been a while since we've chatted or hey i've just been thinking about you because that's the absolute truth like you yeah, know like come yeah. across my news feed or they pop in my head or they're having surgery and we talked about it like if it's important to me like that too like i will just make a note in my phone electronically and say like hey someone says having surgery on this date message them see how they're doing because i know that like if i was in that situation you know I, I, I think it's because I know how great it feels. Like, when you know, like I had the baby or even sometimes, like, I just say that she's going to the doctor. People will message me and go, hey, how's Olivia doing? And I'm like, that is just so, like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> you know, like, it, it really happens because it's like, that's, they're they're invested in my child. And they, some of them I've never even met. So return the favor, right? Yeah, I need to. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not that you need, it's just, again, I want to. Well, of course you do. Um, But you're, you're. You're, you catching up every day, member? Every day. Every day. Every day. Yeah. So, um, we still really didn't even get to what we were going to talk about. No, this didn't. surprised me, but it's not a big deal because I feel like this was a fantastic organic conversation like we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, super cool, super cool. So, uh, this is what we're talking about. Like, I, one of my favorite things I have to say is, like, when people will reach out to me, especially about the podcast, and they'll be like, one of them, one girl goes, I just binged all of them. And I was like, oh, she's like, do you have anything else I can listen to? And I was like, well, whatever. I, I made some re- uh, referrals for her um, to things that we listen to, things like that. But that's, well, that's what it's about. And I think that sometimes some women even are probably a little hesitant to think. Like I, one of the things that drives me the most nuts is like when I'll message somebody and say, sorry for the delay. And it's only because like, you know, like I was at a party or obviously like I had family time or something like that. But I just want you to know I was thinking about you and I didn't miss this message kind of thing. And they, they will respond with, Oh, it's okay. I know how busy you are anyway, which to me is a, I don't know if they're just trying to be polite, but I don't want them to think, no, it doesn't mean you're like not worth my time. Right. You are absolutely worth my time. And that's why I'm here right now. I, yes, I am a busy person, uh, but that doesn't mean I don't make time for the priorities. Exactly. Yeah. So that's always important to remember that if you feel like uh, something, something we said really triggered something for you and you're like, yeah, that was fantastic. I, I want to expand more on that. Um, more on that. <laughs> <laughs> that one's for my husband, Tony. Um, Hold on uh, one second here. I have a meeting, so I just want to be there in five. Um, reach out. We we are in our giving mode because we 
one are obligated to it's part of the code once you start figuring it out you have to help other people because and this i think maybe is a part of it too is like sometimes people are like i can't reach out to her unless it's about intimacy or unless it's about wanting to better my life with wellness or i want to get coached i mean yeah that's what i'm doing right but it's it's it doesn't hurt you to say like i'm looking for advice i can't even tell you how many people have asked me about who my therapist is Oh, yeah. Well, and, like, my thing is there's so many women that I want to reach out to because I feel like I feel (laughs) I don't even know how to say it without it coming off, like, almost sounding insensitive. But they just have so much going on in their life, like, that if I were in their shoes, I would I know that I would feel like I was drowning. Right. because, Because of things outside of their control, because of things with their spouses, things with their like children who have special needs, things like that. Yeah. So, you know, this, or this is their, like their high risk right now. Yes. They're yeah. high risk right now. So it's like, I, like, there's a couple of women that I went to high school with that honestly, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they see me as a friend right now because we've reconnected via social media. Like we weren't really friends in high school. We were just kind of like, we knew each other and I've reached out to them a couple of times already in the last few years, but it's, they're always on my mind constantly because I want to make sure that they know that they're not alone, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's because of my personal development, my personal journey. And I see that they could benefit from having a team. And when I think of somebody who, who needs a community of, of women that support them, they're the first two people that come to mind. And I'm just like, (laughs) I don't want to come off as like this creepy stalker person, but I'm just like, I just want to reach out to them and just be like, Hey, I, when I heard about the schools closing and heard about everyone having to do this, like homeschooling from home, like from home, like you were the first two people, like the first person that I thought of because of your situation. And I just want you to know that if you need an, an ear to vent to, like I'm here, no judgment. Yeah. I think that, um, it's funny that you say that because here, here's, here's my perspective shift for you in that moment. Then what does it hurt if they don't answer you? Like what changes if you don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can tell you like there, I've also started just like reaching out. I mean, not just my team, but like we were just talking about like, so sometimes people don't respond, but that doesn't, doesn't mean to me like I'm at a place in my life where I'm like that. It's, I mean, if I reach out to them, it's because they got a lot going on. So it's not that I can expect them to, you know, immediately respond to me or at all. They Mm -hmm. might just needed to see the message or not care. But what difference does it make is I just, it makes me feel good. I think that's part of the selfish part of it, but there it's an an hour oh my gosh it's an irrational uh ratio to the people that will respond back and go that was so nice thank you so much or whatever or um dare i say like even sometimes i go something like oh my god i was thinking about you i needed to have a party or buy some product or i was thinking about joining the beginner's guide page or whatever great what can i do to help you out you know like sometimes they need that reminder so you never you just never know how Never maybe know how it's gonna. Maybe that's a good start. I'll double check and see if they're in the good in the wellness group. And oh yeah. Not, like I'll just private message them and just be like, hey, I think that you would like this group. Well, so what I was doing with women was I was just saying like, listen, you were one of the first people I thought of, um, and that's open to interpretation because some of them might need it. Some of them might be able to be there to contribute. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's that's a, basically as easy as I left it. So message was still genuine but it make them feel insecure about potentially why some of them knew why <laughs> but because there's also room for to grow so I like yeah it. so what how cathartic like i don't even think i was carrying anything on my shoulders today but i still feel 10 pounds lighter after that so I that's do. pretty nice yeah i like our, our talks 
just a <laughs> deep sorry. breath but i still feel like my cheeks are all red so um i want to thank everybody so much for tuning in um we hope that you got value from this podcast and if you did make sure that you share it with people that's part of like the thing like i want to just say that i know <laughs> that there are people that are just listening i know that are the people that haven't friend requested me but are still watching me because for whatever reason, I've been in your shoes to not want to tell the person that I wanted to do what they were doing or follow what they were doing or implement something they were doing. And that is okay because it's not about me right now. It's because you think other people are going to think you're silly for giving this a try. You're going to think other people will call you witchcrafty or a hippie or <laughs> whatever it is. And that's okay because once you have some growth under your belt, you'll be able to put that in your toolbox. Toolbox, I always say. Tool belt. Tool belt. Yeah, put in your yeah. tool belt. Um, because when things get tough for the next go around, you'll be able to come back to that and pull out your hammer and your nails and be like, I've done this before. And then you're going to kick some ass. Mm -hmm. All right. So tell them one more time, Anderson, where can they meet you? Meet you. Yeah. Come meet me. Come meet me. Not now though. I need friends. (laughs) Through Zoom only. (laughs) Social distancing, but I still want friends. Mm -hmm. Um, photoswithanderson.com on Facebook. You can find my public page at Photos with Anderson, obviously. And then my super secret group is Boudoir Photos with Anderson. If you are a female 18 years or older, please join. Um, Come check it out. There's absolutely zero pressure to stay in it. I'm very excited because we have like over 500 people in the group now. Um, But I will be becoming more consistent about posting in that group. So it's going to be moving and shaking here in the couple next coming days. So you want to get up on it. Up on it. Up on it. Yeah. Um, and so I would say it's probably safe to say that our social event that we were going to have is going to have to be moved. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that other people are going to want to show up, which is fine. Yeah. Um, there is still the empowerment classes happening next Saturday. Um, right now, I will limit it to in-person, 10 people total. Uh, but if we have more people that, well, I mean, we do right at the moment. So that's why I'm just finagling. If we have enough people, then we'll just do it online through a Zoom because I want it to be interactive. Uh, but a fan freaking tastic time to take it in my opinion mm-hmm. right settle your mind and soul a little bit a little bit i uh, follow me over on the facebook if you want to public page for sure and they have the good girls guide page that's carrying around some really positive intentions and vibes and things to do um during this time that we're in intimacy wellness and guidance and growth if you are 18 years or older of feminine energy please make sure to pm me for that invite because that one's super thick right uh, and as Anderson and I both have talked about multiple times, we've got the Beginner's Guide to Wellness, which is not a public group, but everybody is welcome to join. So I guess it's technically called public, right? But it's just not open to, for everybody to see what's going on. A lot of personal development, a lot of goal accountability, a lot of growth, a lot of vulnerability shares, a lot of consistency, recipe sharing, all that jazz. There's lots of stuff. So uh, we encourage you to come on over and take a peek. Uh, we have tons of flies on the wall right now, but mm-hmm. we have a lot of women that are really helping to grow the organization as well. So please, please, please come on over to that. So uh, on Instagram at Vote for Parties. That's fun too. So uh, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you. Uh, we hope to hear from a lot of you, especially with what's going on in your journey. We will be back next week. Uh, as always, we yeah. don't even know what we're going to talk about. Or we might just shift in the in, out right in the intro. Yeah. <laughs> like this one again. All right. So be out. Uh, stay safe, ladies and gents. Make sure to wash your hands several times a day. Okay. And take care of one another. Have a great, great night. Uh, bye. Bye.